there's always this whole debate of we are meant as artists, I guess, to find our own voice, finally, and know who we are and what we want to say with our instrument. And I think it's great. And it's a great journey. And it's something that, that we have to do all the time. But I don't think we'll ever find it. I don't think there's a... Yeah, I did it, guys. I know, you know, then you, you, you record the same music every single time. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Tapping the Flow. That was the voice of my very, very good friend, Pablo Tato, who is a phenomenal guitarist and a composer and a producer. I met Pablo, I would think, it seems to be about 12 years ago when he first moved to London from Madrid. We hit it off straight away. We started playing in my project at the time, which was called Pillar Cat. And we played some amazing gigs and did a little tour of Spain and stuff, and we had a brilliant time. And since then, uh, we've both gone in sort of different directions, but always kept in touch. And Pablo has been very, very busy specifically playing session guitar for producers like Paul Epworth on projects with Lana Del Rey and Adele and Sophie Ellis-Bexter and people like that. He found his time during lockdown best served retaining strength and connection with other people by creating a lovely project called Apart, of which I was lucky enough to be a part of, where he recorded cover versions of his favorite songs and asked people he played with over the years to contribute vocals and strings and stuff like that. And this was a wonderful project that went on over a few months and being involved in that brought us all closer together when we couldn't hang out and play. And when you listen to the recordings, you'll hear how connected everybody felt during that. So we discussed that and we discussed Pablo's life and what brought him to be a musician and what keeps him being a musician and, and how it's going, what it's like being a Spanish person in the UK and what that looks like going forwards, I guess. And then at the end, you will hear our collaboration for the Apart project, which was the wonderful Nick Drake song, Riverman. Before we go into that, here's Pablo's interpretation of the Lordy track. Royals.
So you're you're um now comfortable here in the UK? I take it you've bought a house and you're uh, you're there. Y- yeah, yeah. We we have to be, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It, it, yeah, and uh, we always think that. Um, the, the few times that we had crises, like we had a couple of very big ones a few years back mm. of like, fuck this, you know, let's go back to Spain mm. and be near our family, especially with the kids when the kids were, were very uh, young, you know, how hard it is, you know, not having help mm-hmm. around. And we had a couple of those crises, like let's pack everything and go back to Spain. But yeah, it, yeah it's almost like it feels like I'm not sure if trapped is the right word. But, it, it, you know, like, it's, it's so easy just to, to, to make your life here and your roots and, and meet people and community and, and suddenly you feel safe and you feel safer than yeah. suddenly leaving everything and going back there. And both of us were really sure that, you know, coming back to Spain would be definitely not the, the right move. For my profession would be completely suicide, artistic suicide, if you want. Yeah. And, and Virginia's as well, really, you know. Yeah. It's a bitch. Yeah. It's d- difficult, d- d- that isn't it, man? I think I think because you have the option of doing it, that you're not concerned. You know, it's not like the option of going back to Spain ever really disappears. You can always do that and rent your house. Yeah, out that's. England, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. yeah, it it is a it is a sweet safety net, mm. I guess. But it's a still a safety net. It's not something like oh, I mm. wish I could go back to Spain. We want to retire in the sun mm-hmm. and get a get a house in the beach when when we're older. But now it doesn't feel, you know. I, I guess you guys feel the same. That, that is, is, oh, is very sure, tricky not, country yeah. to 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 live in. You know, it's wonderful country to visit, yeah. and and we go every year. Not now, obviously, but we try to go every year once or twice. See our families, eat proper food. It is lovely, but mm. as a as a holiday destination, it's it's a little bit like a you know, fake, uh, yeah, hmm. it's completely different to the experience of living there and being there and paying your taxes there and struggling with work and, and everything. Yeah, that's true. See, so the work that I do would, would allow me to um, work anywhere in the world pretty much because I can, I just make music and therefore it is, I don't know, I don't have to be a session guitar player in London, so I don't actually have to be here. So I could, in theory, get out of here, um, and particularly now with the government that's running the show and the Brexit and all that stuff that's becoming a very real problem. There is a right-wing yeah. government here that's beyond belief, but I know yeah. that it's nice to be it's nice to be from somewhere else because you're not part of that. Then you know, like so, if I go to mm. Spain, I'm I'm just blissfully ignorant of all the problems there. Very yeah. similar problems, of course, you know. Yeah, I I guess you hold your Irish passport now very. I don't have an Irish passport, man. My mother and my mother was from England, and uh, I, oh, I, would really? have a, I was born in Scotland. So, uh, oh yeah. wow, oh here's, wow! Here's to Scottish independence. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that's the next step. Then, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 that, that's a feeling I have now with with our Spanish passports. You know that we we have never done the citizenship thing, ah. and it feels like suddenly it's priceless. You know, I would never give up my European credentials right now you know yeah. it would be nice to have both i guess the more the merrier but yeah yeah can you do both you can uh, yes you can do both right for spain it's a, it's a bit tricky process and yeah. very expensive so mm-hmm. yeah. okay <laughs> well we've established that you're here for staying so that's cool man y- yeah um, man definitely it's an interesting one because i think like you have spent quarter of your life living here now or more maybe right uh yeah yeah, quarter. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. Shit, that's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> a quarter of my life here. Yeah, that's absolutely right. 
Terrifying, huh? Terrifying, mate. Don't say those things. <laughs> Let's not carry on like that. I, I'll change the wording then. I've cha- I'll change the wording. You've managed to make a very successful quarter of your life career here, which has been brilliant. And you've done there so well. And you've evolved <laughs> as a player and as a communicator and as a human being as it's grown, you know. There uh, you go. There you it, go. It's all, it's all about words. You know, like look mm-hmm. at Ryanair, 99% of their flight or 96% of their flights are on time. The rest of them are never seen again. Depends how the words are, you know. <laughs> if I said to you like, oh, 5% of Ryanair's flights are never on time, you wouldn't take them. So positive words. Anyway, there you go. There you I've go. gone off on a tangent here. The reality is, man, I, I met you when you first came here tonight. That's like, you've yeah. only been here a little while. And um, I'm curious to go back before then. Of course, like I only know you from them. I know you were, you were involved in things before that. But let's let's go back to your family because for some reason you have a very artistic family with your brother and hmm. yourself. And uh, how did that come about? I mean, obviously, let's start with your parents who were very open to you being creative and artistic. Hmm. Why are they so open to that? Um, d- d- I guess I guess they are crypto artists. Both my parents, you know, as in we we grew up surrounded by books. Mm. by uh, records my dad used to play opera on the on the stereo every single day mm. you know I, I remember my my parents when when i was a kid and i remember them either you know reading or watching movies or going to the taking us to the theater it was just all about culture and actually my dad used to be for 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 a few years he was an actor and he wrote load as well and my my uh-huh. mom did used to paint as well so but yeah. but just you know they grew up in in a very 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 tricky uh part of of spanish history obviously mm. you know the proper mm. the, the 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 middle of the dictatorship so it was it was really hard to i guess cultivate any artistic uh, uh, ideas that you may have or pursue and um they went on and they 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 became French teachers because they were completely in love with with French, right. and um, it was French in my in my house when I was a kid all the time, and um, th- yeah they they stopped creating in a way they stopped you know my my dad didn't didn't write anymore or didn't uh, continue acting or anything but. Um, in a way, they were doing it, and they, they, they were still. They changed the perspective rather than doing it. They, they were consuming it uh, all the time, and I yeah. guess is as, how is that, that say like you learn through the actions, not through the through the words. So they just needed to carry on doing things. And us, my, I was the youngest of two of three brothers, mm. and we grew up on that. So it's, mm. it's like, of course, we we were gonna have some sort of artistic inclinations because we were in the middle of it constantly being bombarded by mm-hmm. it day after day so i, I yeah. don't think it was it was to you know force or anything it was it, it felt very natural that uh, my older brother went to did lots of writing and he plays bass in a couple of bands and then my middle brother is an author in spain yeah. <clears throat> and then and i did music you know mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, you, you learn through osmosis then, I guess, as well, at some point, you know, it's, it's just in, in, in your family blood to be surrounded and absorbing creative influences yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What, was That's there the a pressure on you to be uh, studious about it? 
It, no, and actually a little bit the opposite. Y y oh. You know, I, I, I was meant to be a biologist for a while. Oh, no way, man, really? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was this close to, to, oh. to be a biologist. And it, I used to love it, don't get me wrong. It was great, but it, like guitar was my, my other passion. There, there was something about it. I just wanted to play yeah. all the time. And studying was great. And I love science and I love my chemistry and my biology. But, but guitar, there was something about it yeah. which... It was just so freaking cool when I was 14 and I could see my older brother with his band. They were mm. 18 or 19 and they were gigging already. It was just like, mm. oh my God, I want to do that. You know, it, it was completely the, the, the proper meaning of the word charm. You know, I was completely mm. amazed by it. I, I, I needed to do that. So, uh, yeah, we had some interesting conversations at home whether because I was I was meant to follow that route and, and do... Um, normal studies you know and, and yeah do my so biology so studies and it was at the age of 14 then that you were called to music right I, yeah i guess so i Me guess too, so. Man. i started playing i think 14 you was too like, really yeah it was and what it was was the electric guitar obviously i'd studied violin before that i mean i say studied I had been shouted at and abused by a teacher who thought he could teach, but he couldn't. <laughs> he called me a feckin' idiot at some point. Like, it was, it was quite No quite nasty. way. So I think that my desire to not be studious about it was influenced by that. But yeah. 14, when I saw, like, I saw Thin Lizzy playing, and it was obviously minus Phil Lennett, but I saw that in the electric guitar, and I was like, I feel more in that moment than I've ever felt in my whole life, and I want to be hmm. part of that. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it was the salve for that. Um, I... I it's, I'm just wondering in your perspective, like where biology comes into the equation, because obviously you're, you're aware of biological changes. Maybe did it, did it work in tandem with that? I have no idea, man. But mm. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think I'm not surprised that, that I was into science because I'm, I, I consider music a science yeah. more than an art or is the more scientific art of them all yeah. in a way, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's math that yeah. sound isn't it yeah. math with sound that, yeah. that's all what, what music is mm -hmm. and d d yeah I, d I just went that way and my parents weren't anything scientific but for some for some reason mm -hmm. i really used to like it and i i have met i'm sure you have as well so many musicians which are great uh, at science at math at, at chemistry and loads of things like that so i think they're they're very very tied together you know mm. and it was just a question of doing one thing or, or the other when I turned yeah. like 17 or 18, I was just deciding, okay, so time to go to uni now and do my thing. And yeah. uh, I, I did start, man. I, I started going, I, I swear, I did two months, I think, in biology, going to uni, taking my notes, going to class and everything. And then I remember I was doing the conservatory at the same time, studied classical yeah. guitar um, in the evenings. You know, so I had it all just worked out so, so I could carry, carry on and, and do both things. And I remember that by the second month, um, in biology, they one of the teachers told us, okay, we're going to give you guys the timetable because from now on we have to do lab work and research and stuff like that and you have to come in the evenings. I just yeah. want to speak to, to that teacher he, and, and I was just like, sorry, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm studying guitar. And he or she was <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're not anymore. <laughs> if you're doing biology, you have to come. You know, this is like a full-on, full, full time. And then that was the, the sort of breakup point of, okay, it's wow. either leaving the guitar and, and taking it just as a hobby or yeah. going full on. And that was the only moment that, that yeah, we had some words with, with my parents. That, that was the only <sighs> moment in life where they were like, I think, again, man, just because my my thoughts are that because they grew up in that society, in that sort of thinking of, you know, in, in Spanish 
culture and society, music is just a hobby, a glorified hobby, mm-hmm. if you want, but not much more. So to them, I guess, uh, suddenly their 17-year-old kid telling them, sorry, I'm dropping biology, which sounds like a very respectable profession in the future, for yeah. playing guitar and see what happens, probably terrify them. You know, I'm, I'm a dad now and I, I can feel them. I can imagine like the the... the panic of what is this yeah. guy going to do with his life you know yeah, uh, yeah but i i got away with ah. it finally and, and, also, and also i guess <laughs> i guess imagining also that they'd already seen your two older brothers go through the same process maybe yeah yeah although they weren't that full-on my brother was doing philologia hispanica he was doing like proper uh spanish basically so yeah. that in a way, th- that was a still quite a respectable career, and that felt like you know he could have ended up being a teacher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, funny thing is that <laughs> now, after the years, I used to have lots of friends in biology and and science and everything, and they have struggled, man, with time. You know, over the past couple of decades, with a recession in Spain, yeah. uh, they so many of my friends have had to to go away and and be immigrants and just try to make it work in other places and they have struggled because uh-huh. it, it has become whereas music has has felt to me like very a very very safe career you know mm-hmm. i have I've, I've been super lucky I'm, I'm very aware of it but i have never not done anything not musical mm-hmm. on, the, on the past um 20 years of my life i have mm-hmm. always had a guitar in my hands always mm-hmm. every single time which you know that's that's absolutely incredible. It's hard to maintain that. It's interesting, actually. My brother, uh, my youngest brother, is a, a botanist. So, you wow. Know, I, and my father was a was a, also an ecologist and a botanist and a zoologist and stuff like that. So I come from a long line of ists, you know, biologists, <laughs> whatever, you know. And uh, it is interesting when you talk about that there is a similarity between music and an understanding of music and an understanding of something else relating to the body or an organism or a growing or something like that. Um, mm. And in a conversation with someone on the, the last podcast, she said to me that, because I was explaining that each instrument on a different person will sound different. You know, it's the yeah. way it resonates in your body. And she says, well, every every person has a frequency. And and, I, and I, at that moment, it was like a light switch, you know. We all have our own frequency. And then that combined with an instrument creates its own individual frequency. Mm. And uh, I, I, I suppose, is there any sense in that from a biological perspective? I don't know. But the pursuit of it is a nice idea. You know, yeah. The possibility. Yeah. Huh. It yeah. it is yeah it is interesting that 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 um, I've I've met many people as well and and read in the past about this whole thing about frequencies and and everything I I tend to be to be honest I tend to be a little bit more skeptical yeah. uh, more and more with the years for some reason you know mm-hmm. uh, whereas I, I I try again I try to be very scientific in that in that sense like I try to 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 believe more in what I can do and what I can see and what I see from my students and from the people that I admire that play and everything and just being really, really analytical. Okay, why are these guys' fingers sounding different to mine? And why do I love it that way, you know, and try to be very, very anal and and breaking things down rather than... um, Yeah, yeah, it it is a very fascinating debate, that one. I think it's also about your the, the structure of your bones and things like that, you know. Like, mm. when, I had this other theory about the acoustic guitar, and uh, 
singer-songwriters particularly in that the guitar is placed over your heart and it vibrates over your heart so therefore you're going to sing sort of heartfelt songs and I, whereas an electric guitar is down here in a more of a sort of like a crotch area so you know <laughs> different kind of frequencies right different frequencies <laughs> the freedom to emit differently um yeah, okay it's, but it's, in that saying in that sense then uh, piano players That's yeah. a tricky one, isn't it? Because that, that that's the, the least connected to, to their body and their heart that, that you have. It's all about the fingers, though, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. The fingers. It's, it's but, like... but the fingers also, they go through the key and that key goes through the hammer and the hammer goes to the string. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's possibly like the, 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 the most complicated and less connected instrument, I guess, in, a, in oh. an organic vibration sense, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you can go into chakras if you really wanted to, like the violin comes from your throat chakra, you know. So the energy is coming from mm. here and it's a different way because then you, it's quite a, a, quite a vocal instrument, isn't it? Yeah. But it's very near yeah. your vocal cords, you know. It's all hippie shit, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's all valid, man. You know, you gotta, it, it, I think the fun is theorizing, theorizing about things, you know, because for me, tapping the flow in itself, the idea was that there's a creative flow. And hmm. I, as a creative person, have learned to hone my tools so that I can reach into that flow and grab something and turn it into something. And, and I think that this crafting of, of inspiration is something that we do. Um, mm. and, and you yourself have done that and continue to do that. Um, tell me about your early band days. What what was that? Because you were a sort of math rock, uh, math rock at that d point. Were you? Yeah, I was a proggy, yeah, pro proper prog head. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was that was my my uh, teenage years. I, I absolutely loved everything prog and 70s bass. I was a I was a big hippie man. Uh, yeah. I became a cynic just <laughs> with age. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, that that was uh, I I had this band. I, it it was just like two sides of uh, one uh, doing my sort of conservatory classical studies and career. I, I think I did that for like a decade as well, mm -hmm. between like the middle studies and then the the sort of higher education, the 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 degree equivalent in in the conservatory. Yeah, that was easily mm -hmm. like a decade or something like that. I absolutely loved it. I, it, it was great and that gave me all the technique elements all the music theory elements that I have been using to, to daily to this day like I can be thankful enough like and I could rec recommend it enough I was very lucky with the teachers I had as well uh, yeah. but I also had this other side it was like uh, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde um, you know that, that I thought many many of my peers in the classical uh, training program were missing, which did, it was, yeah, what I told you about, going to my big brother's rehearsal room and just being completely blown away. And I wanted to do the, the rock, the, the volume mm. and the power, you know, what you mm. were telling me about the electric mm -hmm. guitar. Um, it, it, yeah, and I started having rock bands very from very early on. So I had that sort of electric guitar side, which was a little bit more self-taught in that sense. I, I did some lessons as well, but but yeah. It, and then I discovered Jethro Tull one day. I discovered Led Zeppelin. I discovered King Crimson. The, the King mm -hmm. Crimson was just absolutely my life for, I don't know, five or seven years of, of my teenage stage. Yeah, and I did, I had my main band at the time was called Psychotropia. Yeah, and yeah, with two of my best friends in Madrid, and you you, you have heard something from Psychotropia. I love that man. It's uh, thank it's, you, man. It's, it, it, it's, it's it's very sweet. Like you know how it is that for many for many years I listened back and it was just like, oh my god, this is terrible, and the sound is blah blah blah, and and you know the the timing is all over the place. 
I think if you leave enough time, I go back to those albums and I'm, I'm, I just love it, man. It's, mm. it's great. It's like that, that we used to do that with 20, when we were 20. It, mm. it's, it's, it's like really fun, complicated, over the top kind of music, but it, it, kept, it, it kept our brains like really busy you know, mm-hmm. for many years and, and we had lots of fun and, you know, some, some kids find sports, some kids find whatever, some kids find drugs, which is horrible. Uh, I found prog rock and I used to spend, yeah, hours on end on rehearsal rooms every single week practicing. Nah, and it's, it's that, an that sort of bleeds into your into your artistic persona, isn't it? Because yeah. I wouldn't be the same musician if I hadn't spent all those hours just practicing how to bloody play a 7-8, you know, on, on, yeah, on yeah. whole tone scales or something like that. Absolutely. And it's an interesting one as well, because I think you could probably you could probably solve maths equations with certain things you could do in a guitar. Right. So I'm just kind of picturing like, are you working out things, tapping this, this against that and coming up with sort of intricate patterns and going, I've got it. This is an eureka moment for that. Is that how it works? Yeah, man. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because by that time, (laughs) with all the, the, you know, teenage passion, obviously there's no much room for... Uh, looking for the emotion and and the space and the calmness in your songwriting, you just mm. want to show off and play fast and play loud and play as good. It's, it's just proper, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teenage fire. It it is great. It's amazing. It's what we are meant to do, man. When <laughs> when yeah. we're that that age, I guess. And yeah. and it felt it it felt like literally solving Sudoku's with my guitar yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I can play a 5-4 over your 7-8. Let's do it for <laughs> eight hours straight and see what happens, you know. I, I think you've discovered the cure for Alzheimer's or dementia right there, you d- know, d- just get yeah. your math rock going. Um, can you play the blues now? Are you able to play the blues? Does that feel weird? The, 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 you mean as in after all that? After all uh, of that, yeah. D- d- yeah, I've never been a, a big blues uh, follower, but mm. y- yeah, I guess with the years... I, I was going to say I let go of all that. It, it, it's not really true because mm. I still I still love that way of approaching songs. Again, it's very mathematical and and very you know scientific and and mm. rational. But I I absolutely love it. But I I think I have added so many more things through the years. Mm-hmm. You know, so many influences and styles and and ways of doing things differently. That yeah. Yeah, it's just. I don't yeah, know. it's something that has occurred to me is actually also about influences. That there seems to be some effect as when you get older that you stop doing the things you used to do when you were a teenager. Mm. I don't believe in that. I think we should do them more, and I think that it's important that we mm-hmm. we we pay tribute to them and use them as part yeah. of our toolkit. You know. Um, do you do I, you use often your your Slayer influences now? I have a problem doing some of the things because they just they're overdone now, aren't they? You know, um, but I think that the I, for me, what I try to chase is the emotion that I first felt when I first heard their albums. You know, whatever mm. creates that. It doesn't have to be like bombastic drums or crazy ass guitars, mm. but there's no reason you can't distort the hell out of an acoustic guitar and scream into it because you're being inspired by Tom Araya singing. You know, so I I do I do chase those moments, but as far as going like the lint the lint the lint the lint the lint, I don't really do that. That doesn't have yeah. the same sort of thing for me. That's no longer <laughs> what I do. So what happened yeah. to me was with the acoustic guitar, uh, I started listening to John Martin and stuff, and I could hear it was going dong 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 dong, and I could headbang to that. So as long as I can feel the emotion of that, it doesn't have to come from an mm. electric guitar. I mean, I'm playing electric yeah. guitar now because like man, you can loop the hell out of it and you don't get any feedback, you know. So it's nice. Yeah. So I'm into that, yeah. you know. 
um, yeah. yeah, but 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 you at the same time you have such, such a like like an acoustic approach to yeah. to your playing, isn't it? When I was watching your videos, your 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 last two videos, it's yeah, you're basically playing an acoustic with with pickups, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I don't red, use... and you have it there. So so you're you're it's really interesting, yeah. man. All the finger picking and and how dynamic you are, you know. I don't use the plectrum. I don't, and uh, because mm. actually, if I play with a plectrum, I'm sort of playing ahead of the beat for some reason, and I'm on the, I'm, and I'm mm. where I want to be with my fingers. But one of my biggest influences actually is Mark Knopfler, who plays with his fingers. So yeah. my guitar playing style is is a mixer of Mark Knopfler meets uh, John Martin, Nick Drake, that kind of stuff, you know. And, mm. and I've always been into getting loud, loud recordings of quiet sounds. I love the tiny details of that, you know, micro mm. recording. Uh, I'm not a big fan of drums being blasted at full volume next to my head. I don't get that. So hmm. I like to have control over these elements. So I'm, that's what I'm into, you know. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so you, you, you after your after Psychotropia finished, is that when you came to London? Uh, d- d- yeah. Oh, it was still going on. Actually, when when we came to London, I, I had another band as well for many years, like five or six years, uh, called hmm. Nitya which ah, yes. was already going further down the line, you know, yeah, like yeah, very yeah, Sleepy yeah. Time Gorilla Museum, the, yeah. uh, Mr. Bangle, like that was crazy. So I took that proggy side and took it even more, left the 70s and we were proper metal, mm-hmm. you know. It, it was so much fun and I played like the band were incredible musicians, all of them. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. I was just like there thinking, God, I'm, I'm, you know, I was learning from them so much and yeah. lovely guys. Yeah, we had lots of fun. Uh, and then... It, yeah, when I moved to London, obviously I, I I stopped with both projects. I was just I just finished and released the last album with Psychotropia when mm-hmm. we moved to London that that same summer, which is when I met you mm-hmm. in two thousand and nine, man. Wow, twelve years twelve years ago, yeah, yeah. That's a it's actually over a quarter of my life. How interesting! <laughs> hmm. Crazy man, crazy. Shouldn't have brought that and up. I I know. think I I think you were the first native that, that I met you know I remember one of the like the first or second day that we went to the center to and and you were we we met you guys Marie and you yeah. in Neil's yard I met you in Neil's yard having a tea yeah 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 I remember yeah. man yeah yeah Jesus. and I, w- I was so impressed mate he was just uh, like, oh my god the first real musician I, <laughs> I, I, I've met yeah it was amazing had you uh, had you like you'd come over to go to the ICMP at that point then? Is that uh, d- d- just? Um, um, I was going to say d- d- an excuse to have something to do, but it sounds terribly bad. Uh, oh. d- d- but but it is a little bit like that. Just uh, it, mm. it it was a very very we were very frightened that, that I came here with Virginia, uh, who yeah. now is my wife, and it was my girlfriend by then. And it, yeah, he was. We were super excited, and we felt very brave, and we felt quite safe because we were doing it together. You know, changing mm. life and starting living in a new place. But at the same time, we were like, okay, we perhaps need to do something, study something together just to find our feet, find connections and, you know, have some sort of d- d- title and education from the UK if we want to, to make a living there. And mm. yeah, she she studied a master a master's degree and I did, I went to the ICMP for a couple of years mm. to, to do some, again, because the, the, I said earlier, because I never had like proper electrical guitar training so I thought mm. I can go to one of these universities and they will teach me how to play everything and I know I'm very good at what I do I can play my seven eights and my crazy music and polyrhythms and all that but it, if you put me putting the, the, if, if you put me playing a blues I, I 
crap you know I, I i'm not very good at it so mm. it was great it was i did two years in there and um yeah so su- super cool really amazing teachers I, mm. I i was super lucky to to have that i i have been working with um on the years after and loads of connections you know i th- i think it's a great move if especially thinking if you're an immigrant uh, just the, the idea of spending one or two years studying somewhere and meeting mm. the people that are all studying exactly what you're doing and that are, are going to be doing the same types of job because then through the years we have been calling each other all yeah. the time like can you cover for me on this gig or uh, there's an addition for this band that i cannot make you, yeah. you know i have so much more work coming from from there and you yeah. know how it branches out as well from from that you get more connections and everything yeah i guess it must be way tougher just to, to come here with nothing you know mm. and start from zero completely scratch and see you need what luck. do you do you need luck for that to work, you know, as well. Exactly. But yeah. I th- it's an interesting one. So you actually came here um, to do something. You weren't sure what. Yet you've been mm. incredibly successful at that thing that you happened to mm. end up doing while you were looking for something else. Like, if you were to look back in your life now and you saw where you're at now, I guess you'd be pretty happy. Was this what you were looking for? D- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. would. Cool. I would. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's 100% yes. Um, it, it is funny how how it changes the perspective of things isn't it because yeah. you know when i was in my uh, in my teens then all i wanted to be it was just like i want to play guitar i want to play gigs be a session guy you know tour record with people which is what what i've been doing for the past 10 years is absolutely amazing and i know pablo from the past would be completely like over the moon but there's mm. so much more things to it isn't it and suddenly what at that time was the most important thing in your life and you have achieved and uh, i'm completely aware of how amazing that is but there's so many more things in life as well isn't it there's mm. the family life there's your personal development there's the type of work that is not as great, but you have to do uh, as well, like, you know, function work and stuff like that. So it's not all uh, beautiful. Mm. And then suddenly you realize that that is the combination of things what would make life is never going to be just one thing. It's not as simple as black and white as you think when you are when you're younger. And mm. perhaps now if I if I think of myself in the future, it, it can be a little bit of the same, isn't it? How, how would it be in 20 years time? You know what I mean? My, you know, will I be working the same kind of things or doing better gigs? Will I be just producing, which I would love to do as well, things like that. And I know that it's going to be way wider than that. Yeah, there is a career path that you seem to be partaking in that's along with you as much as you are along with it, right? I mean, hmm. yeah. you, you uh, obviously we played together for, for a while there and uh, you that was wonderful. Like we had a great time. It was really, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It was really fun, you know, and I think I actually feel like I've gone back to that kind of music now more than I ever have done since then, you know. Mate, I was I was thinking that, <laughs> the, 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 listening to to your latest work, I was just uh, so happy to hear, you know, that that again things are growing in yeah. anger and sound and that sort of deepness that that you had with Pillar Cut. I Deep absolutely have adored the the more the, the past few years, and actually for the the last few days I've been listening a lot to old to your album oh nice from yeah, like yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago I think it was isn't it you, you put yeah, it out it's a few years out yeah it's yeah. oh man it's absolutely gorgeous but it's a complete Thanks, different man. beast to what you're doing now again which sounds a little yeah. bit to what we used to do together yeah yeah well it's weird man because you know I'm and I, as we've spoken about what we used to do and how we used to respond to the instrument how we are now changes and stuff mm-hmm. like that 
I I've been through a period of time when I did old. I needed to do it the way that I did it. That was every 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 album I make is a is a piece of art. It doesn't mm. have a commercial aspiration. Um, mm. I it though it had needs to be done. And in listening over the last year since coronavirus has kicked in, I mm. went through every single guise that I've ever had. I was gentle. I was hard. I was heavy. I was soft. I was round. I was edged, and. The only time I listen to myself and go, I know I'm listening to myself is when I hear what I'm doing now or when I hear Pillar Cat or when I was in Ireland before I came over here, I sounded like that. I listened to recordings from 16 years ago. They sound like what I'm doing now. Hmm. And that's me. I, I, I think it's, I use music to draw emotion from myself. And yeah, you're going to be on the edge. That's, hmm. that's, what, that's, that's what it's about. And Ode yeah. is a very smooth album, even though it's not, hmm. you know, it's not typical. But yeah, I'm happy with this. I'm happy with yeah. where it's going. And I'm just scratching the old surface again you know waiting for yeah. it but but at the same time it's, 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 it changes isn't it it evolves like yeah. um, yeah. which is interesting because there's this always this whole debate of um, we are meant as artists I guess to, to find our own voice finally mm. and, and know who we are and what we want to say with our instrument and I think it's great and it's a great mm. journey and it's something that, that we have to do all the time but I don't think we'll ever find it I don't think there's a yeah I did it guys I know you know then you become Coldplay you, you record the same music every single time which is, I don't think is I, I don't think is um, is what happens with us mm. as human beings like we change isn't it and we become we have more to change, mature man. and we have to change otherwise it's boring mm. as hell isn't it and yeah. we have some years which are uh, we may feel uh, you know more angrier or happier mm. or lighter or more smooth like your album mm. so it, mm. it just makes sense that your music reflects that and yeah. uh, I, I, I think it's very important that we have to be very conscious that, that those changes are not a bad thing at all you know and it's mm. and it's great and keeps our art alive and it's, it's more fun simply like I couldn't see myself still playing you know a progressive rock right yeah. now 20 years after I would be bored to death yeah. if I did that you know yeah. but I got the few elements as you were saying with the, with this liar um, <laughs> silly thing that, that coming from from early you, you took what what you got from from that the, that emotion yeah. yeah and that is a little part of your music and and that's so mm. cool isn't it because you it's like lots of pieces from from the puzzle that, that you create and you take it's one all piece valid. every yeah. you, year you, don't, you cannot invalidate any influence I think that's the mm. most important thing to say and the other one to say is that technology is improving and it's changing all the time and yeah. we should take advantage of technological advances as well and I think for me like there is now software there that I can manipulate to my heart's desire and not be afraid of it because I think it was always the case with this kind of music that there's always a danger you're going to crash and when mm. you crash it's quite hard to pick yourself up again but I'm not afraid of crashing now so and also, I'm not afraid of, I'm, I'm making the music that I want to hear. And I think that that's the most important thing that's you can amazing. do as a creative, you yeah. know. That's amazing. Do, do, you, do you think you would take this life as in a, yeah. no, no, not uh, having the, loop, the looping type of approach to it and, and get it to a full band or... I, oh, I think I think it's an interesting one in that whenever someone has been looping and then they put a full band around it, they seem to lose a lot of the core of what keeps it interesting, you know? So it's, it's difficult to imagine losing mm. these elements, but I can see it being... Uh, I, like, I like recording live. So these are live events, I record them live. 
Um, yeah. But I can see adding other people to it. And and then I would ultimately like to do in the next year is to go around different church buildings, that sort of thing, with a host of musicians and just record them live and put out a live album, which is actually hmm. done like that, and filmed. Yeah. And I think it's the nicest way to make music. It's the most rewarding way for me to listen to music that I make. Um, be yeah. nice to have some strings and some other stuff, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know limitations, you know. Why limit yourself? You know, it's uh, Yeah. No, that that's that's a great idea. And and if if you can find different spaces as well, different churches and, and it it is so cool. It it fits yeah. so well the, 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 the sound of the music. I think yeah, churches are meant to be played in, you know. Um they yeah. have good acoustics, so why not? Although it's funny I've got headphones on so I can't hear any of it, which is yeah. <laughs> rather ironic, but I like the, the silliness of that, you know. Um yeah, I'm in a good place, man. But what about yourself? I, I, like in, in before we get on to what you're doing now, um, mm. you went through. I guess you started playing with other people as a quite a common commonly playing with quite a few people as a session player, like Freddie Dixon. Mm. And uh, who else were you playing with along the way? Uh, d- d- so d- yeah, Freddie was was one of the the first ones. Was a little bit later. Lucy, I think I play with her and Elsie. Right as well so yeah. i you know since i can hear i met you and we we started doing a uh, pillar cut together uh, for mm. those couple of amazing years i still remember that that spanish tour we did oh yeah that was awesome <laughs> so good um, do you know actually before we move away from that i have some friends from killarney uh, which is the town where i grew up in and they were in a sort of band and uh, they they played in the same venue we played in um down south is it what, what was uh, it called el rincon. Uh, don, don, el rincon don benito yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they played there they played down there and they, our poster was on the wall and and <gasps> the guy that runs it said to them that we were the best band who ever came through there and they're like <laughs> what I was like, that's amazing man that's amazing they they they, they uh, had really incredible bands in there so that's a really I know, great man. yeah it was yeah. very intense it's a it, shame it didn't go i think it just it's sort of like I don't know. I, I lost the run of it myself, you know, and it fell apart in some ways. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, sorry, sorry. So you were saying we we did have that incredible time, and uh, then you went on with Freddie Dixon and uh, uh, the, yeah, and I, I just uh, you know auditioned for for everybody that that I yeah. could play with, and I I met that's how I met Lucy Mason. I played for a couple of years with Mary Lay as well. Uh, I played with Elsie uh, for like four or five years we were together i think she, she had a fantastic like pop uh pop rock project it was yeah. really really fun and mm-hmm. you know so many different influences that that was one of the things that that i wanted to try how how would i respond you know it was a, a little test to myself like mm-hmm. coming from all these super close proggy metal prog or classical uh, yeah. influences that i had uh, was i going to be really bored by playing pop and playing in folk bands or you know like proper function and just trying to Mm. assimilate all these new languages and try to to do them to recreate them as faithful as possible and serve the songs as as they they as i should if if i wanted to be a successful musician or or someone that could Mm. speak music successfully i guess and he absolutely loved it man i absolutely loved like the further away the style that i was getting involved was from what i used to do it just felt so fresh because suddenly nice. I would have to go and study loads of new references and new bands. And I remember when playing with you, I hadn't listened to John Martin in my life. So I didn't tell you, but I went home and I started listening to John Martin and, and to people like that just to know a yeah. little bit about it and, mm. and to understand where you where you were coming from and try to, to apply some of that, you know. And I try to do that with, with everybody. I, I do that to this day, you know. I, every time I try to yeah. prepare, I do it in secret. 
mm-hmm. I would go and try to to see, you, you know, uh, listen to to similar bands to similar sounds, so I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I see it almost like like is the the work of an actor in a way. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent my last ten years pretending to yeah. to be these guitarists and then with this other band I would pretend to be something different and th- that's what what session players are basically yeah. isn't it the yeah. good ones the great ones are amazing actors they can pretend really well and they speak every language so so fluent, fluently and and nice. it goes great you know um so that that was an amazing training and it was super fun as well because it was all with you know playing live Lots of shitty venues, lots of crappy gigs, mm-hmm. some better gigs as well. I'm meeting loads of people. It's, it's been a great, great, great journey, man. And yeah. it feels like every time, uh, not only like the opportunities you come across, they, they grow a little bit and they seem a little bit better. And more and more often things that you get tend to be paid and, you mm-hmm. know, or, or they, they have a higher profile as well. So it feels like, great, all, all this work that I've been putting in is, is like it's sort of paying off. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to be able to pay some things, pay some bills here and there with mm. with these little things and then suddenly one day you realize great i'm I'm making a living out of it mm. but um the personal development as well is is it's great because again it's more pieces of the puzzle that i never expected seriously i discovered some bands that i never expected to to fall in love completely as I have over the past decade and I have yeah. and that has brought so many new colors and ideas to my to my playing and probably now I sound like a Frankenstein of, of a stack but, <laughs> but it's me you know that's that's been my journey and and yeah yeah, yeah. if you can if you can steal from enough people you will become a Frankenstein won't you because no one can spot what's their own <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah stealing is is the key it's it's the key and 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 learning to wear them as yourself as well you know hmm. um yeah. at some point then you um met paul epworth right and that was a yeah an yeah. interesting thing that's through having a child initially yeah it? man that that was you you were saying you have to be lucky that was that was a yeah. great stroke of of luck we hmm. happened to send our kids uh, to the same kind of music group lessons in Kilburn mm. together. And, you know, uh, it was great. And obviously we, we had a great connection from the beginning and we became really good friends and we shared mm. a lot of times with the kids. So I really yeah. liked it because it it didn't feel, it didn't feel anything like, you know, I've met this great producer, just audition for him. It didn't feel anything like that professional or, or cold. It, it's just, you know, I met this dad was that was great yeah. and we had lots of things in common and he happened to be one of the biggest producers yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which was great and then we started collaborating together and and he was he was super supportive man i can i can't be thankful enough to him because lots of things that he opened the door for me have meant d- d- many other stuff that, nice. that i that, that i've done you know it's yeah um I did the, the the first session that he called me for. That was for recording for Lana Del Rey. I you know, know he called yeah. me on, on on a weekday. Like, are you free tomorrow? That, that I have to record a song for Lana Del Rey, and, and I'm opening my new studio, the the church. He just bought the yeah. church in in Crow wow. That is an absolutely mind blowing place. Mm. Uh, I was just terrified. Wow. Like, what yeah. the heck? You, you know, you're, you're counting on me for that. Like, thank you, man. That's great and and great and and it's really cool because he's one of those people that really believes in the. Um, um, 
at in the, in the environment and the people that you have around. So yeah. every time I've do I've done sessions for him, every single person has been like the loveliest, and I've I've become really good friends with bandmates that I've met on those sessions. You mm. know, I've met Ed Harcourt on those sessions. I met Nikolai Torp Larsen, which is an absolutely mind blowing uh, pianist and producer. Uh, mm. it, you know, so many incredible people that uh, you you could. You could think, God, the, the people at this level, you know, the proper A team of session musicians in 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 the UK, y- you could expect, you know, some some level of you no, know, you don't be, that, being tighter. It's the it's the opposite, man. It's just, that's the, on the, the lower the higher levels. you go, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. feels like the higher you go on the ladder, the the the, the, the more friend. Or I have been very lucky, one or two, but you know, it's it's yeah. it's. It's been great. It's been really good. And again, you know, very, very lucky. I have the have same fun. experience myself, man. Yeah, it's exactly the same. The people that I have met through the higher end bands that I've played with have been mm-hmm. mostly phenomenal, uh, wonderful human beings. And there's a combination that exists. There's a sort of, there's, uh, I don't know, there is no, there's no need for ego. We're just there mm-hmm. making music yeah. together. It's togetherness. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. The, the, exactly, exactly, and it's the communication and and uh, understanding that sort of approach to music as well, which is not based on ego, but based in on, on the music and and the artist you're working for and the mm. song ultimately, isn't it? And and then uh, yeah, you, you have to work on on what is what can you bring to the song? What what mm. how how much is the amount of of elements and and voices and sounds that you can bring to the song or sometimes yeah. you want it to be very very small and obviously yeah. you you have the leader the, the the producer which is kind of putting order into everything but yeah it's a communion man it's 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 great it's great yeah, how it's can fun. how can we best serve the song i think is the is the mantra of people in this uh, occupation yeah uh, and then at some point you learn to play the mandolin which you did right yeah <laughs> well how was that <laughs> yeah that, that was good acting yeah. that that came from <laughs> good acting exactly good, good blagging that that came as well from the um from one of these sessions with paul i met at harcourt which is uh, this fantastic incredible yeah. multi-instrumentalist producer songwriter it he can do everything he's one of those uh mm-hmm annoying talented people they, mm-hmm. they just you know they are music he sits on a piano and he told me once oh, i don't like to rehearse or practice or anything i just play and oh. i just felt like oh <laughs> i hate you man just to be in your set like anywhere near what you do i need to practice so much and it, it seems to yeah. one of those people he's absolutely yeah. amazing yeah really interesting guy um i met him one of these sessions and he gave me a call a couple of weeks later out of the blue completely uh, Pablo, we're missing a guitarist. Our guitarist can't make it, and he's playing in the Andrew Marr show, playing mandolin, which I have never, I never yeah, yeah. have held a mandolin in my life. Uh, in the Andrew Marr show, which is like I don't know how many millions of people was yeah. that with Sophie Ellis Baxter, and that was yeah, the first yeah. thing that I did for her back in the day, and yeah. It, yeah, I did it. I guess it was one of those that you know, just say yes, yes, where my brain was like. Ah, panicking and, and just like run away say no oh now um, you're gonna have you're gonna have to tell me now how many mandolin videos you watched before you went to that show then d- exactly yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I watched a few i watched a few it's uh, incredible but, yeah to think that also let's put it in perspective as well sophie ellis bexter her voice is outrageously amazing isn't it like uh, it, what's that incredible. like in person i've got no idea yeah. but it's crazy it, it yeah it's amazing amazing it's it's mm. um it, not just i know everybody know how 
how great he is as a, as a, as a human being, you know, it's, it's, yeah. he, he's just as close as he comes across on TV and everything. So it's yeah. just like absolutely wonderful. But, uh, artistically, it's just effortless. Mm. The, what the, the, the word that I always think about, like any time I've been playing for her for six years now, I think. Wow. Uh, since, since that first mandolin gig, then I started covering for the guitar player and finally, eventually, he had an accident. No, he, he left the band. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> he went to do all the stuff and, uh, and, and I just, they, they, they just offered me the, the spot. It was just, it was amazing. And, yeah. but yeah, every single gig, every single recording, she just, she just doesn't put too much uh, effort in it. I'm not mm. saying with this that, that she's not taking things seriously. She's like one of the most hardworking and, and you know, uh, mm. incredible work ethics and, and everything. But it's just, she sings and she sings incredible and, and a little bit like at Harcourt, like mm. you want to crack that. That always fascinates me. Like, how do you do it to, to, to just make music come from you so naturally? You do one live take, it sounds absolutely wonderful. The next one is just better, you know, and it's, it's great. You learn a lot from that. And I, I think one of the things is that they, these these kind of artists are very good at just taking a lot of the um, um, the magnitude of the event away, mm -hmm. you know, which is something I've I've struggled with for many years. I'm still on my journey to it. You know, anytime mm. there's a big session or a big concert or something, it's just like all intention isn't it and you work for it and you put so and and then you get yeah. into overthinking territory into uh, self-awareness into into the state fright all these things whereas uh, there's so much work to do into serve the song again man just sing your song your play your part do it mm. as nice as possible do something beautiful and that's it and i think mm. that's one thing when things get very natural and lovely and very authentic as well you know because it it just um, that feeling of easiness and effortlessness really is the best thing that comes across to, to the audience, I guess. That's, that's the Beatles for you, you know. Anything that you hear from the Beatles, it feels like it's the easiest thing in the world. And the way they mm -hmm. sing and the way they play and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's well, a true vibrato only happens when your voice is, when your vocal cords are relaxed. Yeah, you know, and, exactly. And, and, and she has incredible natural vibrato in her voice. So she yeah. does clearly come across as incredibly relaxed. It's yeah. an interesting yeah. one because I've always wanted to say to myself that I love this anticipatory feeling before a gig, that I would be nervous if I wasn't nervous. You know, and, and it's not that you don't care. The danger, the, the so, danger sorry, comes... I, I, I I've always wanted to have this uh, nervous feeling, not nervous, but anticipatory is the feeling yeah. I would use before a gig, you know, because I would be worried if I wasn't worried, essentially, mm, you know, okay, I need yeah, to feel. Yeah. But I think I think in terms of being relaxed, uh, the difference is you cannot pretend to be relaxed. You know, you mm. have to genuinely just accept and it's about acceptance and then essentially yeah. channeling the best moment that you were put there for. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we have the same. It's complicated because uh, one of the things that the 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 great moment we live in, technology wise, goes against that, isn't it? Mm. And all the options that we have to mm. to record a million tracks and then comp the best one mm. of edit to to death, so you have the perfect it sounds wise as well with pedal boards and and pitch correction mm. and time correction yeah. and time flex and all that. Yeah. Uh, just yes, they create very polished and fantastic products, and and they, you know, you can you can pick and choose the best of you, but 
uh, you end up just searching for that, and that's impossible to get on a live take, isn't it? Like, like mm. it, it's, it's it's very easy to to suddenly start not appreciating the little mistakes and the, and the human imperfections, and I yeah. think that's an issue. That's an issue because then is is when you get you were saying you have to 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 be aware of. Um, th- this is this is the moment that I was, uh, you know, meant to to. Th- I'm meant to be here doing this right now, yeah. and then d- d- you can get all this sort of self questioning of yeah, okay, but I'm I, I can't comb things now, and what if I have some mistakes or imperfections that I cannot, you know, if you get mm-hmm. too used to the studio kind of world that we live in now. Oh, it's it's a terrible thing, man. I think one of the things that I have liked about modern technology in the last year or two is that it's coming back towards being loose about things and in, in that, you know, you can tempo map something. You mm. tell you tell the click what you want it to do, not the other way around. That's you know? great, yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I think there's a certain level of um, ability that allows you to play alongside a click and be loose around it. And that's obviously mm. that's the pinnacle of playing, isn't it? Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, and this which, is where which, you're at now, isn't it? Like, d- d- yeah, yeah. It, 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 it you know involves so much relaxation as well. That mm. isn't it. The, mm. the, the ultimate when you when you're free to move with the timing and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's pretty much where I am now. Uh, to with the with the last project with a part that I've been doing. Yeah. On the, all, all through to 2020, releasing just recording uh, ten cover songs with 35 different musicians. Uh, one yeah. of them sitting in front of me right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, th- that that was part of the uh, uh, part part of the 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 main ethos of the project, just to keep things as natural and organic as possible. Mm-hmm. But once again, through very very unnatural means, because everything mm-hmm. was recorded remotely. And and everything was recorded to click, and everything was demoed, and then replicated, and then mm. uh, put together. So you know, knowing from the beginning for this project that I was never gonna have the the same effect as four guys playing in a room, which is what you want to do when you make music and mm. you record an ensemble. Uh, how close? It was a little bit of a challenge, I guess. How close could I get to that? You know. Mm. Uh, coordinating like incredible musicians that that was one of the things that I knew that I wanted to come with incredible people that could give me incredible performances and putting it yeah. together to again pretend that that was done like I know man know. but it couldn't you couldn't it wouldn't have been right for it to have not sounded like it wasn't done in the same room though because part of the magic is the fact that it isn't done in the same room you know Yes, that's the reality of the moment. I mean, what you did was you surrendered to a very strange moment in human history mm-hmm. and made something that is a testament to our abilities with modern technology and with a sense of, I guess, purpose and place to communicate with one another and mm-hmm. combine. How, how did it feel for you as the project developed? Because it must have been at first you were like, oh, I've got a good idea. What if I do this? And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah. you know, you're in. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was one of those things that the the, the project is snowballed really, yeah. and and it went out of hands. I, I don't have too much, nice. <laughs> you know. It was a project that that took uh, took a hit. Uh, the the idea I first recorded that first track, the first track that we release, it exactly pretty much one year ago on the first yeah. of April, twenty twenty. That was a cover of Tom Waits' uh, San Diego Serenade with Freddie Dixon singing, mm-hmm. and. Th- that was it that was it i was just you know that that was like the first couple of weeks of uh, the first lockdown that we had here in the uk and i I don't know you i was just like scared to death man 
Yeah. Um, you know, I was very, very worried with what was going on and, and with my kids and with my job and what was going to happen. Yeah. Suddenly it felt like the world was crumbling and I'd, I'm, I'm one of, the, you know, uh, with anxiety and things like that, uh, the, the, the strategy of burying, the, the burying my head in the sand uh, works pretty well as a, <laughs> as, a, as a male that I am. It, it tends to work pretty, it, it may not be the best thing for my psyche, but it, it tends to work. And, and yeah. you know, music is what I do. And I said, either I go mental just watching the news literally every five minutes and just oh, yeah, scared yeah. to death, or uh, I do something with my life. And something yeah. with my life was making music. So. Yeah. That's that's what happened. Okay, let's. I've been wanting to to cover this song for a long time. Why don't I send an email to Freddie and a couple of other friends and and put a video together? And and uh, loads of musicians were doing that at the same time, isn't it? Like this multi mm-hmm. um, the, the composed videos and everything. So I'll do just one more. It's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. The, it'll keep me busy, and it did. You know, that was you know a couple of hours every night just staying on my logic, mixing things and putting the demo and everything, and then suddenly yeah. I got the idea for the second track, which was Pyramid Song by Radiohead, uh, doing it with uh, Amaya, with Mod the Moth, which yeah. uh, is, is a friend from Spain from years ago that I always wanted to collaborate with her. She has an incredible voice. Yeah. And that took me to the next one. I thought, okay, doing one with Lucy would be super easy because we played in the band together for a long time. And we mm. did that James Blake retrograde song for a few years back. We did a cover of it already. so. Mm-hmm. suddenly it felt like it, yeah. it it grew and and it had that sort of momentum and and it was it felt it felt very very healing to have that sort of pastime to, to know that every night rather than worrying to death or, or you know being consumed by anxiety uh, yeah. i could spend my two three hours on just with my headphones on just equing things and stuff pretending that I know how to produce anything which I don't you know I did my best but I learned a lot and it was great you know and I think the the songs are it's a it's a nice piece of music what we did together isn't it it's just 10 beautiful songs made by 35 very worried people Mm. that that's how I think of the project you, you know I was honored to be asked to be involved in that really and I think for me at the time I, I had started out like yourself a little bit concerned by COVID, but then I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Um, mm. And I think, I think like yourself, I decided that, well, you can either lie down and take a beating or you can stand up and take a beating. So I decided to stand up and take a beating <laughs> instead. Brilliant. And I'm still standing, but I'm getting less of a beating because I'm, I'm either used to it or, you know what, things are improving now, you know. But at yeah. the time, to be able to do that, I, I remember singing it and just feeling so relaxed and connected. Mm. And I, and I think that connection was very, very, very heartwarming for me. And to know that it was going to be passed on, it's like past the parcel of connectivity. You yeah. Know, yeah. And it was really, it was a beautiful thing and very high quality. And uh, there was some, some amazing musicians there. So I felt like, yeah, it's nice. I feel I'm in yeah, good company, yeah. you know. It is great, man. I'm the, the, likewise, I'm absolutely honored that, that that you did it, and I think it's one of my favorites. The the, the Nick Drake song. Amazing uh, song, yeah. I I very guilty that I never knew about. I think I told you about this. I never listened to Nick Drake in the past. I knew the guy, I knew the name, and that yeah. he was very very well respected and everything. Never listened to the guy, and then for some reason, uh, someone posted something about Nick Drake just when the lockdown was starting, and I put it on Spotify the Five Leaves Left album, yeah. and it. Yeah blew my yeah. mind completely i was yeah. just like what the heck like how 
how did I know about this album before? Like, it's an mm. incredible masterpiece. And that break brought me so much peace for mm. a few weeks. You know, I listened to that album to death. And, and I, yeah, I, I wanted to do Riverman. It's just such an incredible piece of music. And it was for you. Like, it was so clear in my head, uh. you know, that I, I, it was very clear that I wanted to count on you. But but once I discovered that song, it was just like, this is Stephen's definitely. He's going to, and you did like that, that performance. It belongs to you, man. It's absolutely challenging, amazing. Though. It's a challenging song. I bet it is. Around, you know? Yeah, um, uh, but the fact that it's so fluid is—it's. I mean, obviously, yeah, Nick Drake is so relevant today, and hmm. will always be relevant. The quality of that—it's sort of like beyond most things. And I guess for yourself, a lot of weird time signatures and, and also a phrasing that's very slightly yeah. odd, and and the vocal going over the top of it, like to sing and play that at the same time, must be really hard. Yeah, Just I to bet. sing it was very difficult, though. You know, because hmm. it's not. I don't know. As I said, I couldn't copy his phrasing exactly because it's it's coming from him at that moment in time. You know, these are these are amazing yeah. moments that have been captured, but it's a very rewarding thing to have been involved in and to listen to now. But talk to me about the string players, man. I mean, holy shit, <laughs> they're incredible <laughs> all across they're really the record. Good. Aren't they're they amazing? really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, most of them, to be honest, I have uh, uh, met playing with Sophie through the years because oh. she always tours with two violin players. And and they rotate. They have this pool of mind-blowing uh, string players that they are constantly, you know, calling the, each other and yeah. the, the, the rotating. So I ended up after a decade. I, I have in my in my phone list like I don't know, like ten, fifteen names of absolutely mind-blowing top players. You know, that, that, mm. uh, again, I, I, to this day, I'm so impressed that you know. All these people were like, "Oh yeah, I'll do it. Super happy, man. Mm. Would love to to record and I'll, I'll send you something next week." You know, with n- no fuss or no, mm. y- you know, again, no egos of anything. Mm. It felt like everybody wanted to be part of that communion and just spending a couple of hours um, yeah. d- doing doing something fun, something different, and and that will turn into a beautiful song. It, felt enough for everyone and I'm super grateful that, that everybody jumped on on board you know it was great yeah 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 well there's like there's no you know if, if you're full of ego there's no room for yourself and I think <clears throat> it was a point in time when people wanted to be themselves as well you know and yeah. uh, I found people very receptive to talking to me on the podcast as well I think everybody's got a lot of time in their hands but it was also a desire to utilize again modern technology which is quite in an advanced stage even though it's very basic at the moment but it, we're lucky we have it that's how i'm talking to you here now man and it, I've, I've i've talked with virginia about this so often that if this bloody pandemic had happened three years ago it would have been a, a, an absolute nightmare isn't yeah. it like no zoom no t- t- you know mm. the, the technology wouldn't have been here so imagine mm. the amount of just the people that couldn't you know work at all Mm. so many people have survived thanks to the technologies through the zoom this had happened 10 years ago five years ago it would have been horrendous it would have been terrible i mean it's been terrible don't get me wrong but you know it has been been terrible there is there is a flip side to that though isn't there of course because of modern technology we're also bombarded with so much fake noise that that it's also you know there's a flip side to it maybe although you'd be relying upon your neighbor's secondhand knowledge which has come from the postman down the road who got it off the chicken farmer or whatever you know so exactly it it is I, i i firmly i i wasn't a believer in technology to the extent that i am now, like I think technology is a very important part of how we navigate our way to the future. Um, hmm. We obviously need to keep one eye on the past as well, and uh, we're in a good place with it. Um, yeah, yeah. How definitely. do you feel now? Uh, we're emerging from the pandemic. What do you? Well, 
we're getting our head above water. What what's what's <laughs> this year got in store for you? No. It, 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 I'm just as expectant as, as everyone else, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. I'm quiet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm quite excited with what happens, which I am. I've been getting the first bookings for the summer yeah. uh, now over the last couple of weeks. Can you do this gig? Can you do this date? We're having yeah. with Sophie. Uh, she announced a tour for, it's for next year, it's for 2022, but it's a massive tour. We're going to do like five weeks in Europe and, and, and UK, which is absolutely incredible. It's Score, I'm so nice. looking forward to yeah. that. A yeah. few things in the summer. So it's it's suddenly like... It it may work, but but part of my brain is just like in sort of a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, you know, like I'm 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 safe here with my lessons in Zoom, and perhaps we shouldn't shouldn't we wait? I'm feeling a little bit like that, man. I've read about it, and I think it's like the most common thing ever. You know that um, I've gone back that. to teach. You have that yeah. as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't have it anymore. I, I had it because it was related to like, I think it was such a hard year last year and there was very little money. And and I was like, OK, it's, I can blame it on the pandemic, you know, and, and I felt I felt just felt secure and I felt, OK, it's OK, let's keep going. But now I think like I am ready to emerge and I think there is a huge scope for also huge creativity and bursts of that. So I think yeah, it's going to be an yeah. interesting year. I think it's going to be once, I mean, fingers crossed that these vaccines work and keep the numbers under control and you know when things start going back to to normal yeah. i don't think it's going to happen i don't think it's going to be the summer i'm a little bit more pessimistic yeah. I, I think it probably is going to take a few years I think you know two or to, three to, years, yeah. to learn how to control things how to you know like yeah. like we do with the flu i guess and or, or other things like that but this is way more lethal obviously but it won't happen this summer but i think mm-hmm. sort of the comeback is going to be is going to be great you know the amount of people that are crazy to go back to gigs isn't it and to mm-hmm. and to see live music and to go back to the theaters and to go out for dinner and you know we're we're all like that i i can wait and and in a way as well this all all this work that we've with apart was a little bit my way of trying that of yeah. I, I couldn't be with friends anymore or working out or touring so just spending a few emails a week with five yeah. different people and then five and then messaging you and, and doing our cover. It was my way of hanging out in the pub, yeah. you know, through emails and, and recording. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we all desperately long to keep connected, isn't it? And, and to be with people. And, yeah. and I, I feel I'm actually more connected now than I ever have been before. So mm. I think it's, it's it, I guess there's less desire to be a hermit. Um, but so it's an interesting time. Have, have you now shaken anybody's hand recently? Have you experienced um, that? <clears throat> uh, I I was uh, I I yeah I had a hand offered to me and I declined the oh, other day. Oh, I gave the dude. elbow. Yeah, yeah. man. It's yeah. a funny one. Did, just, did, yeah. Did you know about the elbow? Because they tell you to sneeze into your elbow, but then they tell you to. Grab <laughs> <laughs> You're fussing on anyway. That's very good. But That's very did, good. The other day, I did shake hands with a with a guy, and it felt like like an electrical connection that I've not I experienced bet. for a long time. It was amazing. So I want more of that. Hugs. I've, d- yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a strange. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, oh, sorry, man. It's 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 more for me than for you. You know that that sort of. But it, yeah, still, I'm I'm still quite quite self conscious, and because yeah. also because I'm, I've been teaching in in uni, I've been uh, already in person for a month or something like that, and you know, I'm every week I'm there with with young kids, and I oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where so, are you so, teaching? Where are you teaching? It's Fulham. 
Okay. In London, yeah, and it's it's great. It's it's great. It's a great cool. place. Um, I'm teaching with. I'm I'm there with Svetlana. I see her. How are weekly. you now? Yeah. Oh, man, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, wow, she has been cool. working there for a long time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, d- d- yeah, we're surrounded by by young kids and loads of precautions. And it's great. They've done yeah. like ventilation in the classrooms and crazy yeah, things. Yeah. We go with our masks and everything, but it's still, I feel like it's more than I c- I can potentially carry to to some of the people if I caught it. And luckily, and I don't have any symptoms or whatever. You I'm know, sure it's, it's fine, stuff. You know I, mean? I think, I think, I think it's going to be a, a, a little bit of retraining, isn't it? Needed of, of our way of socially conduct ourselves in the future. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it becomes, I mean, the problem we have now, and this is a weird one, is that um, because we haven't been around common colds or flus or anything like that. If we get a common cold, we're going to be knocked out by it, you know, because we're not used to we have no immune system now, you know. So that's true, man. That's there's true. also that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And there and, are other and things we to wash, address. We wash our hands constantly, and we yeah. keep it as clean. Which, yeah, it's it's great, but at the same time, as you say, yeah, we we are very very uh, yeah. spoiled now. Our immune system is very spoiled, isn't it? With so it's much spoiled, care. yeah. <laughs> and and there's also I did I read this thing that's apparently that air pollution has killed. Uh, five times as many people this year as coronavirus has and let's be honest that's not being discussed so there are many things to correct yeah. but we're but, talking but about mo- coronavirus that, yeah that, the, the money that there's behind that isn't it all yeah. the, the oil companies and everything that's, that's just like yeah. a different subject they, they don't want it's money it's man it's money yeah. it's money yeah, man. yeah. Um, dude, it's it's been so nice to ta- to chat to you, man, and catch up. I can't wait to actually like, see you in person. Yeah, we out, have to man, do it you know? in three D, dude. We're not that far away. We're, we're yeah. about an hour away from where you are, you know. There you go. There you go. I, 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 yeah, it's been great, man. I, I can't wait to see you in person yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks we'll so much for man. having me, man. It's great. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Betty came by on her Said she had a word to say About things today And fallen leaves Said she hadn't heard the news Hadn't had the time to choose A way to lose But she believes Gonna see the river man Gonna tell him all I can About the plan For lilac time If he tells me all he About the way his river flows And all night shows In
Somebody said she prayed today For the sky to blow away Maybe stay She wasn't sure For when she thought of summer She lost the pain and stayed for more. Gonna see the river man. Gonna tell him all I can about the man. I'm feeling free. If he tells me all he knows about the way his river flows, I don't suppose it's meant for me.